Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives, inspiring Christ followers to join Jesus in his mission in their everyday lives. Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives and Merry Christmas. I'm Michael Brewer, and this is my wonderful friend, John Whaley. Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas, Michael. It's great to see you today. Good to see you. We're glad you've joined us today for Rooftop Perspectives. Our prayer is that God will use Rooftop Perspectives each week to inspire you as you join Jesus in his mission where you live, work, and play. During this Christmas season, we're focusing on joining Jesus at Christmas as we talk to several of our friends about what they've discovered to be the most effective way in connecting with their neighbors and others during the Christmas season. So, John, tell us who's going to be joining us today. Well, Michael, I'm excited to have, um, we're going to have Todd and Sheila Allwine back with us today. They've joined us several times from Around the Corner Ministries. Um, Around the Corner Ministries is a ministry committed to teaching and training believers to be disciples that make disciples in their own communities. And so today um, we're going to be showing a, a conversation I had with them just a little over a week ago when we sat down and talked about how do we connect with our neighbors during this season of the year. And so sit back and enjoy this conversation that I had with Todd and Sheila about joining Jesus at Christmas. Todd and Sheila, welcome again to Rooftop Perspectives. Uh, man, it's so good to have you back with me today. Thank you. John, it's always good to be with you and what you guys do with Rooftop. Well, I, I love to see what God's doing through Around the Corner Ministries. And um, I know that you just returned from Amsterdam and I just returned from Germany. Mm -hmm. And so we're back now home getting ready for, for Christmas. Um, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We had a great Thanksgiving. Anytime we get to be with our grandkids, like with you, it's a good day um, to see our kids that are in Amsterdam too that day. So actually my birthday and Thanksgiving fell on the same day this year. So it was a blessing to uh, all the conversation we're having with kids and grandkids, but uh, we got so much to be thankful for. So she and I are blessed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I had a great Thanksgiving as well. Well, for those who have not watched the previous episodes, before we dive into our topic, because we're really starting a new series called Joining Jesus at Christmas. Before we dive into that, um, just give us a, a, an introduction to Todd and Sheila. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and tell us about Around the Corner Ministries. Well, as you know, I'll speak more, but when Sheila speaks, it's way better what she has to say. <laughs> she doesn't like that lead. So Around the Corner Ministries, um, we, she and I have been married since 1985. And been in full-time ministry since 1985. In 2016, God was working in our hearts and uh, took a sabbatical and um, went right across the street in our neighborhood to a, a man I'd been wanting to meet with and just talk to. And in the in the in the line of that conversation, we um, he made this statement. He said, um, "This is the first time in two years you've had time to to spend with me." And, and wow. we've all had those moments, but the Holy Spirit just pricked my heart. And I left there thinking this, I go all around the world and we go all around the world talking about Jesus, but we don't go right across the street talking about Jesus. And so God used that to move us out of that great church into a ministry that really targeted, God has strategically put you and me right where we are to live on mission for his glory. So we launched in 2016 through the Lord's leadership, 
uh, left that ministry and, and started around the corner, just really a burden of our heart of reaching and being able to focus on people that live right next to us or in our neighborhood that work with us or maybe do play with us that we started wanting to notice them and, and God just put on our individual heart. We want to be a part of the kingdom work of sharing Jesus right where we are with those people right around us. So that's how it all began. And you can read about this on our web, but it's just a, it's just something God so burdened us with that we had to do it. And so now we're just equipping others to do the same. That's amazing. It is amazing. And and I encourage people all the time when they're talking about reaching their neighbors. I say, OK, here's the website you need to go to. Here's a couple you need to talk to um, because they'll help you figure this out. And um, I know I know you've been a great inspiration to me as I'm now beginning to connect with my neighbors. Well, now we're entering this wonderful season. We've gotten past Thanksgiving. Hopefully all the leftover turkey is no longer existing in our homes and we're getting geared up. We're getting geared up for, for Christmas as the Advent season begins this Sunday with the first Sunday of Advent. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they always say that, that this time of the year is a time of the year when people tend to be more open to the gospel or more open to spiritual conversations. And so, so the first thing I wanted to ask you is, first of all, do you find that to be true? And if so, why do you think that is? What do you think? Well, I think it's true because it's a natural transition. Every, you know, most people celebrate Christmas. Um, so I think it's it's a natural, you know, how do you celebrate Christmas? What are some of your traditions? What are you, what are things that you do at Christmas to celebrate? And that kind of opens the door for people to maybe you can share what you do and why we share Christmas because Christmas means different things to people. Um, so, yeah, I think it does. It definitely is an, a door opener. Um, and it, it's also I think Christmas is a place is a time where it's people are more open to being together. Mm-hmm. So for our ministry, for what we do in our neighborhoods, it really is um, provides the, an easy way to invite people into your home or to do things together with people in your neighborhood um, because it's Christmas and people are naturally um, open to doing that. We, we even even sharing a, a a gospel presentation. Um, we did that in one way with sharing an Advent devotional in our neighborhood where we gave out cookies. And in that we had a uh, John Piper devotional. Um, we had, and I expected that we would get some kind of pushback of like, you know, this yeah. is a neighborhood. Don't push spiritual things on us. Everybody's not interested. We got no negative response from that. And I think it's, if that had been a different time of year, then it would have been a different response, but because it's Christmas, then people are more open. Yeah. yeah we, We've noticed a lot that I just think there's so many open doors this time of year that are so natural. So often we feel like we we have to do things and we do events. We'll talk about some of those things. But what I find is really people are in the theme of giving and they're talking about Christ, whether they know it or not. And so when you start talking about giving and when you really love people, I just think there's some just some, the easy transitions into conversations because you can ask questions. Or how do you celebrate Christmas? It's just it's on people's minds, but I think for for believers and followers of Jesus, I think it's um, as much as anything. It's more for us. It, it helps us to be a little bit more intentional, because intentionality we find is real key. So we've got all these open doors, and as we abide and we walk in the Lord and just be a good branch for the Lord, we have just on our minds um, all these opportunities. Whether we go to a party that somebody invites us to, or whether we do something, or 
whether we're drinking coffee at a coffee shop. We have opportunities that are intentional that we're all thinking about Christmas. And when we think about Christmas, we're thinking about Christ. When they're thinking about Christmas, they may not be. But I just think it's a great time for believers to be intentional. And I think that's the biggest piece for us. It's just it's moving believers to an intentionality that they are actually thinking about it. And it's a great time to give gifts because when you love somebody, you know, we know the Lord loved us because he gave himself up for us. We're looking for ways to give Jesus to people, the greatest gift of all. So I just think it's a natural, easier transition into the conversation because people are already talking about it. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I mean, this is that one time where people tend to be more open. You think about it, this is the one time when people who never go to church, mm-hmm. they may not even go to church at Christmas. Sure. But yet they sing Silent Night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they sing joy to the world and mm-hmm. and it's the one time the world at large is singing songs about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, secular radio stations, I mean, when they play Christmas music, I mean, yeah. it's filled with Christmas hymns mm-hmm. um, and Christmas songs that are about Jesus. Um, yeah. And and so I do I do think it is just a gives us a greater entree into people's lives and they're more open to want to talk about Jesus and it's not as awkward. <laughs> As it as it is at other times of the year, because it is something very natural. Um, you know, you look around at Christmas decorations. So how many people, again, who may not even be very spiritual, but they'll have a nativity scene mm-hmm. in, in their think, front yard? I think I found too. It's just you know, so often we find it. Sometimes people are difficult inviting people into homes, and we don't. I'd be weird. Why would we invite you over, or why would you invite us over? Mm-hmm. Christmas is a great time, as we've already said, to invite people over because. That's what people do this time of year. That's what our culture does. Exactly. And so it just is it just is an easy way to say, hey, yeah, come on over. This is what we're going to do. And there's not any, um, I wonder what they're up to. No, it's just natural. That's what we're saying. But just, I just think it's the time of year that people just think that way culturally. And it's just something that I think we have those 30 to 40 days to really jump on board and to really um, – take advantage of the moment and the season and trust um, God is working in that season. We know he is. Well, I know, I know there are people listening and watching and they're asking, so how, how can I, how can I connect? What's some of the ways I can connect with my neighborhood Mm -hmm. during this season? And I know for years, y'all have done different things. So, so share with us some of the things you've done and some of the things you're even thinking of doing even this Christmas. Okay. Yeah, this Christmas is um, we've moved again, and that we had a friend that told us instead of around the corner ministries, we should be around the county ministry. Yeah. <laughs> we keep moving. Um, so, um, but every neighborhood we go in, we, we really try to establish relationships as soon as possible. So we're right in the we just got here basically and unpacked boxes. So we're this Christmas is kind of a jump right in time for us. Um, so we we'll probably focus on really the neighbors that are really right next to us this year um, to try to reach out to them. But we've done, we did a neighborhood drop in um, early on and a couple of neighborhoods back um, where we just opened our home to, I sent out like 40 invitations and it was just a drop in hour and I made a ton of desserts and um, we had people that became a neighborhood tradition. So when we left that neighborhood, another couple who um, just love the community aspect of it, um, they wanted to pick it up. And um, really in the honor of the L wines, which was kind of funny to us, but they're still doing that. We're actually going to try to get back, back by there and um, 
be able to talk and relationships that we built, you know, several years ago, we want to still build on those. So it's, it's funny how you just, we can do something because we think it's a good idea. The Lord puts it on our heart, but then he uses it. He continues to use it. And so we know, even if the people are hosting it, don't have the same intentionality about why they're doing it. The people in the neighborhood who are believers will go to that and have that intentionality. Yeah. So it's been a, it's, that's been a blessing for us to see how the Lord continues to use it, even though he moved us to somewhere, another place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, it's just fun how God uses even people that don't know the Lord to carry out his will. That's what's happening there. We, we're always out, you know, so one of the things in our new community and we've in, in the communities we have been in, we're always out looking. Uh, so right now, as we are prayer walking, we've got about 40 to 50 homes in our community right around us and and probably four to 500 homes in our total community. So looking at lights and watching people and walking and getting out prayer walking is a real neat deal because right now a lot of people are inviting or over to places. So we're going to be on the on the prowl, if you will, for the next couple of weeks for as we prayer walk and look at lights and that kind of stuff to bridge conversations, to get to know people. Because naturally right now in this new community, we're always looking for believers, you know, up front. We're looking for other followers of Jesus right around us too to develop relationship with them also because long-term that's what we're after looking for other believers to join us on mission in our own community, our own neighborhood to start living out. So as we start praying over the neighborhood and meeting other believers, we we're really after this desire of others just joining in to pray over the community. So um, we're going to look for any ways I, I call it right now. Um, this year for us is going to be the surprise ministries. It's going to be the things we have no ideas are going to happen but we're just looking for the Lord and going to be sensitive to what they are. And then we'll accept the excitement as they come along, as we bump into people, as we meet people, as we um, hear about people. So this year is not as far along for us as has been in before, as we had people over and we'll do that also. But strategically this year for us, and I encourage people, no matter if you've been in a neighborhood forever or been just moved in like us, Look for the surprises that God has out there for you as you start praying and start making yourself available and maybe start inviting people over. Look for those surprises God bumps you into and accept that assignment. Maybe it could be a coffee. Maybe it could be a conversation. Maybe it could be a like a dessert. Maybe it could be a meal. Maybe it could be invite them over for, th- for Christmas Day because they have no other place to be. Whatever it is, God's going to give you some surprises and will give us the surprises. And they're not surprises to him but opportunities to us to bridge with people, to um, share the reason for the season. And Jesus is the reason for every season. But we look for those surprises this year. And I think that's our encouragement to people, no matter where you are. God's going to do something this year if you'll just pay attention and um, see what he's up to. That's great. I love that. I love the whole idea of look for the surprises because God's always working. He's always putting people in your path. Yeah. Just be looking for those surprises. What are some of the specific things you've done in the past, though, in some of your other neighborhoods mm-hmm. to to really connect with people? Yeah. Well, we've done as far as I'm I do. I do a ladies Bible study in my neighborhood. And so that always carries into Christmas. How can we serve our community or be a part of our community? So we've done um, I have people over um, all bake cookies. And then we all get together and we assembled bags for every neighborhood. And then we did kind of like a DoorDash. You know, we told people it was coming. And that's when we shared the um, Advent devotional. So we've done that a couple of times in, in different neighborhoods. And it's just a good way, even if um, 
you know, there's more than just the ladies in my Bible study that participate in it because people like to do things like that. So it provides an opportunity on that day. We assemble cookies that people that are maybe not even believers are doing it for the same reason, but they're in my home and we're sharing or talking and um, praying over things. And um, so it provides that bridge to people. So that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, I thought about doing cookie decorating parties. Mm-hmm. Haven't got that far yet. Um, it, again, we're in the new neighborhood, so I'm trying to think how is God going to use what, what does God want to use this year for this? So that's one of the things that we yeah. like to use. We look, we, probably every neighborhood we've been in, we try to at Christmas and especially, you know, that particular neighborhood had a hundred homes. So we're, we're always looking to give gifts. You know what Proverbs teaches us, you give gifts, you get in front of important people. So looking for ways to give gifts, I encourage people to look for ways. So when we put, learn to give the gift of yourself. So we try to learn to give the gift of ourselves. Uh, Giving everyone a gift, like if you go to, um, you know, as we have put things on every doorstep, say this year we say we're going to make cookies and put some candy canes or whatever, some goodies, and drop bags on every doorstep in our neighborhood that we are now. What you do is people never deny a gift. They might not like the cookies, but they appreciate the gift. So looking for ways, we're always looking for ways to give something of ourselves and really um, food is always a good deal. You can do so many other things, but we think an entrance is putting something on the on the porch and maybe just going through your community. So we're we're going to pray through going through our community and what we'll do with that. But that's one of the greatest things to do, especially first steps, is yeah. putting things in front of people. Just leave it on their doorstep. Hey, Merry Christmas! We love you. Thanks for being our neighbor. And they have good goodies. And if I was baking, I'd have to go buy something. Sheila's a great baker. But we encourage, we encourage believers to use their gifts, use the passions. Don't try to make something new up because that's awfully hard to do. Do something, bring the neighbors or the community into what you already do or already doing, already have mm-hmm. a passion for. Yes. But use it as a way to give yourself away. So um, anything that'll do that would be huge. And I think too, neighborhoods, our communities having a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, sometimes we think as believers, well, we don't want to go to those parties. Um, you know, there might be things going on, you know, whatever. If it's not our circle of friends, we are hesitant to step into mm-hmm. that. But we found we want to step into that, and we want to yeah. be present with people. Go to their parties, um, and and if they mm-hmm. someone has a gathering, then we're going to make ourselves available mm-hmm. to be part of that because that builds those relationships for down the road conversation. Yeah, I think about, you know, we used to ask that question, you know, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at Christmas, we should, we should be asking the question, where would Jesus be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I and, agree. And Jesus would be right in the middle of those parties. Right. <laughs> he, he would be all with our neighbors that are the tax collectors, you know. He would, <laughs> yeah, he would exactly. go to those. And we just think, if we think of the word gift, how we can give ourselves away and not being selfish at Jesus, I think that's the whole season here. And so, again, learning to give a gift. I just think if we just think that way, it just really pays benefits. And by the way, with our gift giving that we have done through the years, during COVID a few years ago, one of our believing neighbors took made up a hundred and something bags for their neighbors and put it on every door, just saying, Hey, I think she put John 360 on. Just yeah. Jesus, God loves you. And put it in never home. I think it was during COVID at Easter. Yeah, maybe. I think that they um, did a little candy thing because it was Easter, but they actually put a note in there that said, for the month of April, you have been prayed for. And um, so it, cool. and people really, yeah. you know, for health and for God's hey. protection. And, you know, we had a lot of older people mm-hmm. in our neighborhood and they really did respond to that. That that was, they appreciated that. 
So I think anytime, yeah, anytime you can just find those ways to connect. Of course, Christmas provides all the food Mm -hmm. opportunities. Sure, sure. And cookies and candy canes. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things I'm doing in our neighborhood is um, in a few weeks where I'm having neighbors just come and bring Mm -hmm. um, a favorite dessert um, Mm -hmm. or a dessert from their childhood that they love. Yeah. And then part of that night is everybody talking about, say, why is this your favorite dessert or what yeah. memories does it bring back? And, yeah. you know, and just connecting with people, finding ways to connect. Um, I don't know if it was you or someone else was telling me about giving Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. um, one Christmas um, to all their neighbors, had an open house. and every, yeah. Everybody that came got a Christmas ornament, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great idea, because then every time they see that ornament, they immediately think of you and uh, yeah that that connection mm-hmm. um i think yeah i think the sky's the limit really in many ways when it comes to connecting at christmas and i'll add something that is it's going to sound really spiritual but it's really what we're after so often with our gifts you know we think so often gift is a monetary thing mm-hmm. and it, it is so often but even being willing to say hey let me give you the gift of myself and one of the things i we try to stay sensitive to is if we're out with people or bump into people, hey, let me give you the gift of prayer. Can I pray for you over something? Mm-hmm. Or can I be yeah. praying for you this year? It's a great, it's a great touch. Or we'll talk to our neighbors. If you're ever going to be glad to get the gift of your trash or the, any ways that you can give of yourself. Um, I just think that even speaks louder than um, so many other things that we, we, we try to do. And it's something we're already doing as believers, but learning to give ourselves up and, and to really be able to say, I have found to say, hey, let me just, can I pray for you? We, we are followers of Jesus. We'd be glad to pray with you. People people respond to that. So those are ongoing gifts. So we don't want it just to be a gift of, that's just short term. We want it to be sort of an ongoing gift that we can give that continues to point people to Jesus. That's great. That's great. And and I still, I love that whole thing. Just watch for God's surprises mm-hmm. and, and just be open. And I do think, I think the gift of time, the gift of listening, mm-hmm. the gift of praying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got a dad down the street trying to put a swing set together for Christmas. Hey, can I yeah. help you? Absolutely. Um, those type of gifts, you know, those build those connections and those relationships. Yeah. Well, Sheila, I know that you are the writer in this duo and 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 you've done several Christmas themed devotionals. Um, just tell us tell us about those devotionals. Um, yeah, so I did. I brought this. The first one that we did was called "Living in Light of the Manger," um, and basically I, that one I really wrote with the target of giving it away in our neighborhood. I really wanted something that year that we could put in the hands of people and mm-hmm. leave with them that they could um, read through through the season. So. Um, Really, that was my motivation to write it. And it's written from the perspective of, you know, we, all the secular celebrations um, surround really the story of Jesus. But but do we really understand what that means? And so how does the manger affect your life, basically? Mm. So it's, a, you know, basically day, each day's devotion is some person that interacted with Jesus' um, birth during that time, how that affected them and what mm. that effect was. And so really trying to make people think about Christmas as more than just you know, Santa Claus and the story and maybe Jesus over here on the side, but really what, how did, how did the manger affect us? And um, so that's kind of that one. Um, and the other one was called um, open the gift. And that one I wrote, it's really for, um, for believers, both of them for believers and for people who are seeking maybe interested in who Jesus is. 
Um, because I think it's called discovering the treasures God gave us when he gave us Jesus. Um, because sometimes we think of salvation as just this one time thing that, you know, gets us into heaven. But we forget about all the wonderful things that salvation gives us throughout our life here yeah. and for eternity. And so I and sometimes it's big words that people don't understand, like justification and sanctification, you know, all those Christian terms that we don't really if you don't really take time to understand what they mean, they don't take effect the way God wants them to in your life. And so really I wanted people to see that salvation is not just, you know, a crutch for weak people or just a way to get into heaven. Um, it's there's so much more in salvation when Jesus came and what what he brought and what he gave us. And so I just explore some of those topics. There's like four. I think both of these are 40 days. So it's just a short read to kind of change your focus and think about really what Jesus, who Jesus is and what he did for us. Amen. And for people to get those, they just simply go to your website, which yeah. is around the corner ministries dot org. Correct. Right. Correct. correct. Yeah. We'll and those are so cool because the first one is just so they're both rich with the gospel, but the first one is a great tool for people that maybe a little bit more further away from God, so to speak. They don't know the Lord. Second one's just a great tool for both. It really helps the believer reconnect to the meaning of Christmas because if we're not careful, we get sort of, you know, some of the hardest time to teach in, in church is Christmas because the stories, but it's just, to me, it's a refresher and it's just a, yes. a reconnector to really what this is all about, how the gospel sort of fits the whole story that um, God has in place. So there, yeah, Sheila's the writer. Um, I ship and receive most of her books. That's about my attitude to that. But it's just, we just want people to be able to read for themselves and let God talk to them particularly. And they're great tools to give away at Christmas. Again, whether people read them or not, we don't, we trust the Lord with that, but we have found great, great spiritual fruit through the process. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. They're both wonderful devotionals. I've, I've read both of them and I, I really love the one on the gift um, that, that really, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. And so yeah. great, great devotionals. But so as we wrap up any, any closing words of encouragement to people as um, they head into this holiday season. Just, um, just want to share one more thing that we did do that. I just thought about um, okay. during COVID um, when we couldn't have our big party, um, and I was trying to think of ways that we could gather in smaller gatherings. Um, mm -hmm. So I wrote like I wrote four weeks of Advent, just um, an Advent kind of devotional. And, and we we had, I think, two or three groups because um, I invited our believing neighbors to lead a group in their home. Mm -hmm. So we and then I sent out an invitation to the neighborhood like, hey, it's Christmas. I know some of you celebrate Advent. If you want to do that with your neighbors. And so on Sunday night, they would gather for like an hour have coffee, a light dessert. And then I had already prepared, you know, they didn't have to come up with anything. They just kind of read through the devotional and I kind of integrated some music that they could play in there. But basically that's available on our website. And if, honestly, if anybody really wants it, I mean, it's like, it's, a, PDF. P, it's a PDF you download. I think it's like $3.99. If somebody doesn't have $3.99 and they want it, I will send it to them if they'll yeah. email me. But um, it's just, it was just a way for, if good. you have two or three neighbors, yeah. you want to have over once, on Advent, you know, four times just for a little gathering. And then it's a way to share the gospel as well. Yeah. Amen. That's great. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I just, um, I just encourage people to believe that if you, if you look at what we believe, we believe God strategically has put us where we are. Amen. And I just want to encourage people that you're not an accident. You're not a failure. You're not messed up because we're, God has put you there. 
And we think we choose the place we live and work and play. I don't think we do. I think the Lord does. But in that, God has put you there with people in mind. And as he's put you there with people in mind, leverage that. Live intentionally for that. And God will use you. If God can use Sheila and I, he can use you to to be a kingdom builder. You know, we're talking about taking Jesus to our neighborhood. You know, we want to see every neighborhood in the world affected with the gospel, impacted by the gospel. And But it starts with believers. It starts with followers of Jesus right where they are. So we just encourage you, if we can help you, we can walk you through things. But you can do this because it's not a matter of a physical ability. Yeah. It's a matter of availability. Lord, here am I. Give me your heart. Give me your eyes. Let me see people the way you see. They don't let me connect with other believers. And let me just start, start saturating the people around me by praying for them and asking God, God, get, do a work in their heart. And then I'll walk the process from there. But anyone can do that. There's no shelf for that. It's spiritually moved by the power of the Spirit. So we're all in this together. That's why we love Rooftop and what you guys are about. We're all in this thing together. We just want people to know Jesus. And we want it to be more than theory. Mm-hmm. We want it to be action. Yeah. And we all can do that together. Definitely, definitely. Well, I appreciate both of you taking the time out today to come and spend some time with me to talk about Christmas and just how we connect with our neighbors and join Jesus mm-hmm. at Christmas. As he's already at work in our neighborhoods. He's already speaking to people's lives and he's opening doors. We just have to have our eyes open, our ears open just to see what he's doing around us. And I believe it's going to be an incredible Christmas season. And there's just so many opportunities just to speak into the life of people. Um mm-hmm you know, just the gospel and the gospel story and and what Christmas is truly all about. Thanks for taking time, guys, to be with me today. It's been great. Thanks, John. Bless you, man. God bless. Michael, it's always a blessing to have Todd and Sheila with us. Um, They they have so much great insight and and has such a passion to to reach neighbors, the gospel of Christ and to build those bridges and and so um, there are so many takeaways we could talk about, but we board it down like we do every week to three. And the first one is simply the fact of understanding that Christmas gives us as Christ followers a time to be more intentional because people are, are more open than ever at this time of year to having spiritual conversations, um, to talking about Jesus, even coming over to people's homes for parties, for dinners, for open houses. And one of the things we need to do that we talked about in the interview is take advantage of those opportunities to to speak the gospel in the people's lives, to walk through those natural open doors that are very hard to open at other times of the year. But it seems at Christmas, everything shifts and people are just much, much more open. To having conversations. And so we need to be intentional about walking through those doors. And, and I, and I thought that was a great point they made. Yeah. I, I, like he said, some other time of year, why do you want me to come to your house? But during yeah. the Christmas season, everybody expects that you're going to get invitations like that possibly in your neighborhood. So it's just a natural. And I love how he said it. These, this, this, these natural open doors that we have that we don't have the rest of the time of year. And, and, I, and I loved how in the, in the process of that, he was telling us, and we hear it from so many people for, for, the last, for the last several months, we keep coming back to that word of intentionality. Mm-hmm. 
this is a great time to be intentional that you understand I'm inviting you because that's natural, but I'm being intentioning intentional in having a gospel conversation with you. But I love how this be sensitive to God's surprises. And I think that fit in so well because I can imagine somebody saying, well, that's great. You lived in your neighborhood for 10 years. You know, no, not anymore. They're telling us, how do you do this? How do you get started when you just moved in and you're still unpacking boxes? I thought, if you go back and look at the archives of where we've interviewed them before and then go back and listen to this, you get the things that you get to do because you've been there for a while. But here's the key things you can do to look at those surprises that God has for you. If you've just moved into or getting ready to move into a new community, he's going to put people in your path that you've not met before. You're going to have coffee with somebody or invite them over for a meal or serve them in some way. I, or as, as he put it, you know, don't just don't go to somebody else's party because it may not be the kind of party you would have. This is a time when they ask you to come or they're saying, hey, we're doing a drop by or a party at our house. Go there. Go be intentional. Go go with the intention of getting to know them. So the reciprocal come to our house is a natural flow. I thought, what a great insight for somebody to, to be able to use for Christmas. But especially if, if you've just moved into a new home or a new neighborhood, or even if somebody new has just moved into your neighborhood, those first ways of greeting and meeting somebody is a perfectly wonderful open door now, this time of year, to, to begin to have gospel conversations and to, to plant those seeds of new relationship and begin the discipling people to Jesus in Christmas. Amen. Amen. And I did. And I love that. I love that whole thing of being sensitive to the surprises that God has for you. I think that is so critical. And, and something else that they talked about, which is our third takeaway today, is too often yeah. when we think about gifts, we think about something monetary. But in this in this conversation, we talked about the idea of giving the gift of yourself. Self. Um, how can I pray for you today? Uh, how can I serve you? Um, you know, it, and, and, and looking for those opportunities to serve the people in our neighborhood. It may be raking their yard or if you're in a place where it snows, shoveling their driveway for them if they're an older couple. But look for ways that you can give yourself away and then let that be become an ongoing gift that you give them throughout the year. Um, and that, you know, the gift doesn't have to be cookies. The gift doesn't have to be something monetary, but it can just be the gift of your time, the gift of your listening ear, um, the gift of your presence there. Instead of giving them a present, um, you give them the gift of your presence. Yeah. And, and I think that that is is real critical. But I do like what you said a moment ago. This was really a unique conversation because of the fact they've just moved into this neighborhood. Yep. So She's, you know, both of them are having to kind of start from scratch and building relationships, finding out who the persons of peace are, finding out who are the other believers in the neighborhood that we can yep. connect with. Yep. Um, but look for those opportunities. And again, um, it, it goes back to intentional. You have to be intentional. Um, and, when, and we'll talk about that even more next week when we have Tim Brower as our guest, and we'll be talking about, again, intentionality from some different angles as we talk about 
you know, connecting with our neighborhoods. But just a just a great, great conversation. And if we can just learn to, to be available, be open, give ourselves away and understand that we have this great opportunity, this open door to connect with our neighbors and people around us, unlike any other time of the year. I don't think I've ever had the concept in mind that prayer is a gift I can give to someone else. I thought, what a wonderful way to look. Let yes. me give you the gift of prayer. How can I pray for you today? Or to leave that note at the Christmas season, uh, those little packages on somebody's doorsteps and just, hey, I just wanted to let you know that you're loved, you're being prayed for as I give you this Christmas, the gift of prayer for you and your family, that you'll be healthy and happy. And this will be a great time for you. And, you know, by the way, here's here's some cookies we made or a can, some candy canes. We, but the gift of prayer, I thought, what a, just what a fabulous Tie, so it's, it so ties in with being intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. okay, you guys keep saying be intentional. How, how do I be intentional? Give somebody the gift of prayer. Give somebody the gift of your time. I love the one about you got that guy down the street that's putting together a swing set for his kids for Christmas. They've gone to bed and he's got to finish by daylight. That's a guy that could have the gift of your time. Amen. That's right. That's right. And the gift of sanity. If you've, ever, if you've ever had to put one of those together, but um, yep. man, it's a great conversation. And so we, um, you know, and I just want to mention again, she, she mentioned them in the, in the, in the, in the interview, but yeah. um, the two devotionals, um, they're so powerful um, living in light of the manger and also open the gift. Both of these are great Advent devotionals. It's not too late to get them. You can go to their website, aroundthecornerministries.org, and you can order these. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm giving copies of Living in Light of the Manger to my neighbors this year as, um, as a gift. Um, I'm having neighbors over this coming weekend for a Christmas dessert party. And yep. everybody's bringing their favorite Christmas desserts. And before they leave, they're all getting a copy of Living in Light of the Manger because she wrote that. And, and she wrote that thinking of the person who doesn't yet know Christ um, as, as part of the audience of reading this book. So it's a great, both of them are great devotionals. I've read through both of them. I've used both of them in the past. So we encourage you to go to that website and order those today. Um, great, great, great tools. And so we want to thank you for taking time to be with us today. Let me just remind you, as we do every week, one of the things we want you to do is if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, please like it. And also, if you haven't subscribed to the Rooftop TV yet, please subscribe please. and and follow please. and follow. Yes, follow us on Facebook. Please do that and share it with others. Um, share these, especially these next three, as we talk about joining Jesus at Christmas. You're going to be learning some great principles, great, great podcasts to share with some other people. And if you're watching this on any of the other platforms like Apple or Spotify, um, CastBox, leave a review because that helps us get the word out to others. The more reviews that are left, the more people become aware of the existence of Rooftop Perspectives. We also just want to encourage you, if you want to know more about the ministry of the Rooftop, visit our website at therooftop.org. 
That's where you can learn about the, the purpose and the vision and the mission of our ministry. Um, you can also discover all the different places that the rooftop is serving the body of Christ. We are now in, in close to 70 different countries around the world. So we encourage you to visit the website. And one last thing, uh, March is right around the corner. I know it's Christmas and December, but March 19th and 20th will be here before we know it. And we want you to be a part of the rooftop discipleship summit. It's going to be in Dallas, Texas, and you can be a part by coming to be with us. We would love you to have you in person, but you can also be a part of online and join the live stream of the summit. We're going to have an incredible week. Um, one of our key speakers that will be with us during the summit is Cesar Kalinowski with Everyday Disciple, who's been a guest of, on this podcast before, and he will be with us, and it's going to be an amazing time having Caesar with us. So we encourage you to go to the rooftop.org slash summit backslash Dallas, and you can learn more about the summit. But thank you for taking time just to be with us today. We hope all of you have a Merry Christmas, and we look forward to next week when Tim Brower, who's a pastor in Statesville, North Carolina, joins us. He and his family have been committed for years to connecting with their neighbors. And he has some great points, some great stories to share with us and just some other ideas of how do we connect with our neighbors and join Jesus at Christmas. So God bless, and we'll see you again next week.